Well, you're at the game and it's Friday night and you want to make sure that the calls are right. This is high school football rules. There's a hole in a fumble and an illegal pass. Now, what do you do? Cause you're the raffle. This is high school football rules. Well, sit on down and kick right back. You're going to listen to Luke and Matt. They're talking high school football rules. They're talking high school football rules. All right, welcome back to High School Football Rules, the rules podcast where we talk about nothing but high school football and the NFHS rulebook. Again, Matt here with my brother Luke. Say hi, Luke. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and if anybody wants to kind of know who we are, what we are, again, reminder, listen to episode zero. It'll tell you kind of our plan for this podcast. All right, ready to get into rule five? You bet. All right, this is the most boring one. Would you say this is the most boring one out of all of them? Uh, Yeah, I mean, even, so some people think definitions is, but there's a lot of good stuff in there, too. Outside of maybe talking about what a legal ball is, number five here is kind of one of the worst ones. All right, rule five. Series of downs, number of downs, and team possessions after penalty. That's what we're talking about here. 5-1, Article 1 states that the team which next puts the ball in play by scrimmage following a free kick, touchback, or fair catch is awarded a series of four consecutively numbered downs in which to advance the ball to the line to gain A, each awarded first down starts a new series of four consecutively numbered downs, or B, the referee shall correct the number of the next down prior to the ball becoming live after a new series of downs is awarded and prior to the declaration of the end of any period. Yeah, so this is, uh, I guess, just, okay, we're, we're not using Canadian football rules. We have not three downs, we have four. Uh, something, I guess, that's kind of just everybody knows, but this is where it says it in the rule book. And the other thing that it's saying here, I guess you don't really see it happen, but after each down ends, which there's a definition of what causes that to happen, the referee is officially the one who like says, okay, we're on to down two or three here. Uh, it's not like you're fixing it. It's just saying that after first down ends, before the ball is ready for play, second down starts, the referee's the one who says that. We'll dive into that a little further here. Article 2, a new series of downs is awarded A, after a first, second, or third down. A new series of downs shall be awarded only after considering the effect of any act during the down other than non-player or unsportsmanlike conduct fouls by A and any dead ball fouls by B. Let's talk about that before going on to B, Article 2B. But what are we talking about here? Sure. So uh, the, the actions during the play is, you know, did you gain yardage? Was there a foul that occurred? Uh, where did we end up? And what they're saying here is on the first through third down, the stuff that happens after the play, so so it says uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct fouls, dead ball fouls, or non-player fouls. Those are all things that can happen while the ball's live, um, but we consider them that sometimes you'll see LED as the term, but live balls, live ball fouls enforced as dead ball, LED is the, the terminology. Um, those things, even though they happen while the ball's live, we wait and kind of ha- deal with them after the play. So if it's first through third downs, those things can come into the do we consider it uh, the series to be continued? Did they advance beyond the game? Those things all are part of those plays. The next one we'll deal with fourth down, and we'll talk more specifically about it. Okay, Article 2B. After a fourth down, a new series of downs shall be awarded only after considering the effect of any act during the down, except 
a non-player or unsportsmanlike foul. So again, now we're talking about those same fouls that are alive and forces dead. If uh, a team was uh, going for it on fourth and one, um, they they don't get the line to gain. During the play, we had sideline interference with an official or something like that that we enforce after the fact. Since it's fourth down, we are not it does that that live enforced as dead does not influence whether or not we uh, extend or give them a new series. So they didn't make it. We're gonna give Team B a first down since they didn't make it. Then we're gonna deal with that dead ball stuff. So this is just saying first through third down we we do deal with that. You could get a first down because of that non-player stuff that's enforced after the play. Fourth down, it's like the result of the play is more important. Then we deal with the stuff on the shelf there after the fact. Yeah, so like a coach can't be just MFing a, a sideline guy, right, during a play simply to try to extend the down or something like that, right? Because that'd be a, an unsportsmanlike down. You know, what happens on the field is what's happening on the field. And so a, a guy on the sideline or a coach or, you know, a gal can't, you know, try to interfere to try to extend that down, if you will, on a fourth down. Correct. Type of thing. So the, the play happened. You know, the results of the play is what happened. You know, there might have been a penalty during there, but an unsportsmanlike uh, foul or a non-player foul, let's call it as well. You know, you can't just keep trying to game the system to get it. Correct, yeah. And so it's just, it's the way that we, we, we have to have an order in which we deal with the things that occur during the play, on the sidelines, these dead ball things. So this is just helping us outline whether or not we grant a first down based off of some of that other stuff. It just kind of gives us an order in which to deal with those different situations. Article 3. When a scrimmage down ends with the ball in the field of play or out of bounds between the goal lines, a new series is awarded to A, Team A, if the ball belongs to A, on or beyond the line to gain. They made a first down. They made a first down. B, Team B, if the ball belongs to Team B at the end of any down. Yeah, so they've recovered a fumble, they've got an interception, something occurred where B got legal possession. Okay. Uh, subsection C. Team B, if at the end of the fourth down the ball belongs to A behind the line to gain. Yeah, so A did not make it. Uh, the ball goes over on downs is the term you'll commonly hear, so B's going to get a first down after that. Gotcha. And when you're flipping that ball... Let's say it's on the 10-yard line going in, right? So the ball, the tip of the nose, the team needs 10 yards to gain, right? Now, do you flip it so that all of a sudden they need uh, 90 yards going the other way, or is it like 89 and 7 eighths of a yard? Sure, so it it actually depends on where the ball is. If it's inside the 5-yard line, you leave it exactly where it was. So if they were a half yard to getting into there, the same thing that we're talking about, half a yard to the goal line, that's where the Team B is going to start it. If we're at outside the five, I would flip the ball, the length of the ball around, just so that, I guess this is a little inside baseball here, but it makes our jobs, it makes the coach's job, and everyone involved with the game easier when those tick marks are where the first downs are because then we don't have to measure constantly. It doesn't slow down the game for officials' timeout. So inside the five, leave it where it's at. Outside the five, then we'll just make sure it's on a big mark to start a, a series. Yeah, and I think that's easy to say. You know, you never never want to start a series with a ball in between two lines. Just find a line. Make it easy. I mean, with all of the uh, the artificial fields you have today, I mean, they're all lined perfectly in theory. You know, just put it on a line again so you know that if you're on the 13, the 23 is the 
first down. If they get to the 23, it's first down, things like that. You don't want to be messing around with, well, it's one foot past the 13, and so that's got to be one, at least one foot past the 23 to, to get a line right. again. And that's how we use those guidelines, where if it's really close to the end zone, then it is kind of important as far as you know, an extra one foot or two could be the difference of a safety or a play in the field, yep. right? So once it's outside that area, let's, uh, let's make it easy for everybody and make sure we start on a big one. Yeah. Okay, subsection D. The team in possession at the end of the down, if there is a change of team possession during the down, unless the penalty is accepted for a non-post-scrimmage kick foul, which occurred before the change of possession. Okay. Oof, there's a lot there. Yeah, a little bit. So we'll, we'll get deeper into PSK when we get into kind of rule 10. PSK. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. P- PSK, you're using your... Your college lingo again. This is a high school podcast, Luke. We've got to talk about high school rules. Right, so the initials PSK stand for post-scrimmage kick foul. That's a, okay. a, a foul that occurs by the receiving team during a scrimmage kick. Uh, so specifically a punt or a field goal in this case. While the ball is in the air, if there's like a holding on the gunner, we're kind okay. of saying since it's fourth down, you've kicked it with PSK. The ball kind of already belongs to B, even though they haven't physically possessed it yet. So that yep. specific subset of rules allows for, it's kind of like B already owns the ball, even though they haven't possessed it. So all this is saying is that's an exception to this because they're saying, in that case, you followed before you got it, but we're going to use PSK for enforcement or post scrimmage kick. Gotcha. In other cases, if uh, Team B fouls, let's just say they have a... Um, a, a defensive holding on a wide receiver that went out for a, a pass. They fouled and then they intercepted after the fact. We're not going to allow them to keep the ball. So the team that had possession when the foul occurred, in this case Team A, they were before they passed the ball to the and got it intercepted. They had it, so they're going to keep the ball. Is what this is telling us. Gotcha. Okay. Article three. Uh, I'll just read it again. We'll go to subsection E. When a scrimmage down ends with the ball in the field of play or out of bounds between the goal lines, a new series is awarded to E, R. So we're talking about the receiving team here. If K, the kicking team, legally kicks during any scrimmage down, so that could be one through four, right? Down one through four, any scrimmage down, and the ball is recovered by R, is in joint possession of opponents, goes out of bounds or becomes dead with no player in possession. Correct. So this is just saying on plays where there's a legal scrimmage kick, R is going to get the ball. Yep. And if it's joint possession, R gets the ball. Yep. Okay. F, the team in possession at the end of the down, if R is the first to touch a scrimmage kick while it is beyond the expanded neutral zone, and we'll get back to that a little bit later, but beyond the expanded neutral zone, unless the penalty is accepted for a non post scrimmage kick so is that an npsk do you guys call it an npsk uh you fancy college guys I, i'm just kidding no, let me keep reading <laughs> unless the penalty is accepted for a non post scrimmage kick foul which occurred before the kick ended or unless 627 applies you start talking and i'll get to 627 and see if i can figure out what that tells sure. us. sure so uh this is saying that uh the team in possession at the end of the down so uh whether it was an interception or we had a kick where um r possessed the ball ran for it and fumbled or in this case if they touch the ball and k recovers and now k can't advance we'll talk about that in kick rules but uh k can't advance a scrimmage kick is what i'm talking about there but if k is in legal possession of it at the end of the down they get to keep it gotcha okay and six two seven just states when any scrimmage kick is out of bounds between the goal lines 
or becomes dead inbounds between the goal lines while no player is possession, no players in possession, or inbounds anywhere while opponents are in joint possession, the ball is awarded to R. Correct. So that's we talked a little bit about joint possession stuff, or if the punch just rolls down and no one touches it, it's going to R. Yep. The other thing about they're talking about with non-post scrimmage kick, so we talked about when P, uh, post scrimmage kick enforcement implies, but we can also have things like uh, a foul where someone blocks low at the snap before there's been a kick. Um, when we don't have, well, and there's a couple things with BSK enforcements, like BS end up with the ball at the end of the down. So since in this case, let's just say K ends up with it at the end, we can't use PSK uh, enforcement procedures. So the only option is to go from the previous spot to enforce it. So this is just giving some language around the fact that the team in possession, as long as we're not enforcing some kind of PSK foul. So again, we're talking about when a scrimmage kick down ends, the ball in the field of play or out of bounds between the goal lines, a new series is awarded to subsection G says R, the receiving team, at the spot of first touching by K. If K is first to touch the kick beyond the expanded neutral zone before it is touched beyond the zone by R and before it has come to rest. Yep. So this is, we talked about, remember the whole violation conversation. Uh, there's a special rule that if a scrimmage kick is beyond the neutral zone and uh, the receiving team hasn't touched it yet, um, if K, the kicking team, touches it first, uh, there's an option for R to possibly take the ball there. So imagine you have a kick and uh, the, the kicking team runs down. They actually like touch the ball and make it go further down the field. So uh, yep. the kick hasn't ended. It's still a kick. The status is still a kick. But since they touched it while it was a kick, we have this spot that R could potentially have the ball at after the play. Yeah, and that's where you see the the players come in and the coaches are yelling, pick it up and run, because they think that no matter what happens, they can lateral it, they can do all this, they can do all the trickery in the world, and they can try to run around the end. And the worst they think they think the the, play, the players and the team think the worst thing that could happen is that the ball comes right back to that first touching spot. Now, all that gets blown out of the water, and we'll talk about it later, if there is a penalty by the receiving team yeah. while they're doing all of that monkey Yeah, business, they mentioned correct? it a little so. bit later here, but, uh, yeah, we'll get deep into that when it comes to kicks. Okay, Article 4 of 5-1. Unless first touched by R beyond the neutral zone, if the kickers recover a scrimmage kick in or behind the neutral zone, the ball remains live and belongs to K, and the down counts. Correct. So okay. there's kind of two plays to cover with this one. So one would be it's a windy night. We're punting into the wind. Uh, the punter kicks the ball, and it never crosses the neutral zone, stays behind. Um, the team that kicked it can actually possess the ball here and run with it. They can advance. It stays in play as normal. And uh, this yep. is one. So, so if, if, if they advance beyond the line to gain, it's first down. If they don't. You know, it's, uh, presumably it's fourth down when they're punting, yep. but obviously there can be other times. But presumably it's fourth down. If they don't get to that line again, it's fourth down and the ball's turned over on downs. Yeah, so, so as they say here, it continues in play, and then the rule that we already talked about says that if they didn't make the line again, Team B gets the ball. So kind of combine yep. those two things for that. Now, this is one that's kind of unique to high school. Uh, you can do the same play, windy night. The kicker boots it well. It goes five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It bounces but it kind of recoils and comes back, right? The ball's oblong yep. and it bounces in funny directions. If it touches or lands beyond, no one from R has touched it, and it kind of rolls back behind. In high school football, the kicking team has the same right to advance it as if it never had gone beyond. Uh, the other codes have rules where um, since it touched the ground or something beyond that you can't advance it, but high school specifically, and this comes up on those crazy nights or 
with yeah. bad punters one way or the other. But uh, I, I had a play where it occurred one time. Kick goes up, it lands beyond, it rolls back behind. A guy who had been the up back or something holds the ball and kind of looks at us as the officials who had pre-gamed this, luckily. Uh, we kind of look back at him. Players from one sideline start to come out, and then he all of a sudden realizes we're not blowing our whistle. He takes off. He gets, uh, I think he had first down yardage, but then we also had some illegal participation stuff happening from those subs. But anyway, just yeah. uh, so that if anyone's, I guess, new to the rules for this, uh, for high school specifically, a kicked ball that somehow ends up back behind if it wasn't touched by a player uh, by the, of R or K beyond the neutral zone, they can still advance that. doesn't happen often, but it's, uh, it's a good one to know. Yeah, I'll read it again. If the kickers recover a scrimmage kick in or behind the neutral zone, says nothing about... What happens if it goes yeah, beyond? Did the there? kick go beyond? Was it? Yeah, so we're good there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Article 5. When a free kick down ends with the ball in the field of play or out of bounds between the goal lines, a new series is awarded to A, R, receivers at the inbound spot if R touches the kicked ball before it goes out of bounds. Simple enough. Belongs to R. They knocked it out, but it'll be out of bounds at the spot where the ball went out correct yeah and this is just saying that even though the kick went out of bounds since r touched it on its way out they get it where it went out because r touched it in bounds the team uh b the team in possession of the ball when the down ends if the ball is recovered beyond r's free kick line with no first touching by k correct so we we've uh well this is more like an onside kick kind of uh yep. free kick but um as long as k didn't touch it before it went 10 yards it's gone 10, it's touched the ground or a player, which are the things that make it legal for them to recover it now. Uh, if R recovers it, they get it there. If K recovers it, they get it there, is what this one's saying. So the team in possession gotcha. of the ball. All right. Uh, a new series is awarded to subsection C. R, the receivers at the spot of recovery, if K recovers the kicked ball before it travels the 10 yards to R's free kick line and before R has touched the ball. So this is back to our violation conversation again. K has a touch. K jumped. K jumps on the ball. Uh, the ball only traveled six yards on an onside kick. That didn't go ten. They can recover the ball there. It, R it, R can be record, uh, awarded the ball right there at that spot. Yeah. So there, the ball, even though they touched it in that that ten yard zone, um, the ball continues in play. Uh, potentially. K could end up with it, R could end up with it, but yeah, if K does, R has an option to take it where K touched it early, for lack of a better term. All right, D. A new series is awarded to R, the receivers, if there is joint possession by R and K of a recovered kick. We've talked about that a number of times. Yep. And then E. Uh, a new series is awarded to R, the receivers, at the spot of first touching by K, if K is the first to touch the kicked ball before it has gone 10 yards. So similar to what you were just talking. Yeah, C and E are pretty similar. Article 6 says that in Article 3G and 5E, let's go to 3G. 3G again says R, uh, new series is awarded to R at the spot of first touching by K. If K is first to touch the kick ball beyond the expanded neutral zone before it is touched beyond this zone by R and before it has come to rest. In 5E, which we just discussed, uh, a new series is awarded to R at the spot of first touching by K. If K is the first to touch the kick ball before it has gone 10 yards. Article 6 says that in these articles, the right of R 
the receivers, to take the ball at the spot of first touching by K is canceled if R touches the kick and thereafter during the down commits a foul or if the penalty is accepted for any foul committed during the down. So this is the, they've committed a violation for legal touching, and if they then touch the ball and foul themselves, or if they accept the penalty for something maybe that K did, K accepts one for R, that violation spot, you don't get to still, if you do something illegal after the fact, you don't get to keep the, uh, the ball there. So this is just talking about when violations go away. On to 5-2. Down in possession after penalty. Article 1. When a penalty is declined, the number of the next down is the same as if the foul had not occurred. If a double foul occurs during a down, the number of the next down is the same as that of the down in which the foul occurred. All right, let's go just those really quick. So when a penalty is declined, number of the next down is the same as the foul. So you had second down. There's a... Uh, I don't know. What, what's a penalty that gets declined? Sure. Now? So let's just say that the quarterback gets sacked and there was a holding okay. foul on that same thing. They've already lost the yardage. Uh, it's better for the defense to decline the penalty. They already lost some yardage. It'll be third and 15 instead of being second and 20. They have options gotcha. wherever the fouls occur. So this is just saying that if they decline, it's like it didn't happen. You just go on to the next down like you would in a normal play. Okay, but if a double foul occurs during the down, the number of the next down is the same as that of the down in which the foul occurred. So we've got a uh, a holding on the offense, and then we've got a holding on the defense. That's a double foul, one on each. We're just going to replay the down. More or less, this is saying replay the down, correct? Correct, and it doesn't have to be like equal on each side. It's just there's fouls occurred, that live ball fouls that occurred by both teams. That's called a double foul because both teams had issues, right? Gotcha. And it doesn't have to, I mean, and there's nothing there. You know, I think I used to get messed up. Well, well this was a five-yard, and that was a 15. So is it 10 one way now or the other? No, no, no. It's, it's, just, it, it's just a double foul. Correct, correct. yep. Okay. Uh, continuing Article 1. After a distance penalty, the, belo- the ball belongs to the team in possession at the time of the foul unless it is a 216-2H, a post-scrimmage kick, foul. Or kick-catching interference. Team possession may then change if a new series is awarded. Yeah, so we will cover those things very heavily in kick plays. This is just saying that if you have a post-scrimmage kick foul, which we talked about a little bit earlier, um, it's assumed that R or Team B uh, already kind of possess it. So that's they weren't in possession, but they're the ones who fouled. We're kind of giving them the ball anyway. Um, and then the same thing for kick-catching interfer- interference. Officially... B has not possessed it, but we're awarding them a fair catch at the spot of kick-catching interference. So they didn't have the ball, but we're enforcing a foul. They get it, even though they didn't possess it yet. Article 2, foul during a scrimmage down and before any change of possession. Subsection A, when a foul occurs during a scrimmage down and before any change of team possession, and before a receiver is first to touch a scrimmage kick while it is beyond the neutral zone, the ball belongs to A or K after enforcement unless, one, it is a post-scrimmage kick foul, two, the, the foul is kick-catching interference, or three, K fouls and R selects a succeeding spot enforcement per the 10-4-2 exception. Yeah, so this is saying that if they occur during those downs, we're going to be essentially going from the previous spot and enforcing unless it meets post-scrimmage kick, kick-catching interference, or if it's a foul by K, 
This is something that's kind of been a, a newer rule. If the kicking team fouls while the kick's in flight, the uh, receiving team, if they end up with the ball at the end of the play, can actually tack that on to the okay. where they end up with the ball at the end of the play. Okay, so that's not a post-scrimmage kick foul, though, correct? Well, post-scrimmage kick only applies to Team B fouls or Team R fouls. So the okay. team that was defense, if you have to think about it that way. Okay, so post-scrimmage kick only a, a, applies to the receiving team. Correct. Or the team that was on defense. We, we call them B in the book, but yeah, R or B. Correct. So the, the, And for you to use that, uh, they foul while it's a kick play, so while it's the, the ball status is a kick. And they have to end up with the ball at the end of the play is the other kind of gotcha as far as enforcement. So normal punt play, we have a holding on the gunner. Even though it happened during the kick, we kind of assume R is already in possession is what they're saying. Gotcha. Okay. B. So, again, Article 2. Foul during a scrimmage down and before any change of possession. B. The number of the next down is the same as that of the down during the which the foul occurred unless penalty acceptance includes a first down or loss of down or the enforcement of the advance result in a first down. So uh, it's it's going to be the same down unless, let's just say, we have a foul for roughing the passer, which carries an automatic first down. It's a roughing foul. There's three of them in high school football that have that automatic first down. Or let's just say uh, it was second and five. We run 30 yards and 20 yards down the field, uh, we have a holding foul. Well, you can still accept that, but once you enforce it, uh, you're going to go back from 20 yards downfield to 10 yards downfield. We're still beyond the line to gain even after you enforce it. So you don't go third and kind of in this ambiguous where do we put stuff. They still, even after enforcement, get a new series because after enforcement, they still had first down yardage is what that's saying. C, foul during a scrimmage down and before any change of possession – C, the loss of a down aspect of a penalty has no significance following a change of possession or if the line to gain is reached after enforcement. Correct. So if we so have... That's what I just said, right? Well, a little bit. So there's this is like... These don't happen too often, but you know there's a few fouls like uh, batting, kicking a ball that's loose, or an illegal forward pass that carry a loss of down. So imagine someone... Again, we've made our line to gain by a long shot, and then someone throws a pass to his teammate. Well, that's a foul. We enforce from where that foul occurs, but they still gained a bunch of yards. So they all it's saying is that, like, okay, you enforce the penalty. The loss of down doesn't, like, take away the first down from them. Since enforcing it, and they already have made the line to gain, they just go to first down because taking away down from them doesn't hurt anything. It's not going to be second and ten. Correct. All of a yeah. Yeah. So yep. It's going to be first and ten. Okay. Yeah, so that's the saying. You got first and 10. You're on your own 20-yard line. You got first and 10, right? You throw a pass 50 yards down the field. So all of a sudden, they're on the next 40 down there, right? And then all of a sudden, so he's running. They've got a first down by a mile. All of a sudden, then there's an illegal forward pass. They're trying to lateral the legal forward pass from the 40, you know, the, 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 the 40 on the other side of the 50 there. So they're 50 yards down the line. You're going to enforce it from there. You're not going to go back to the previous spot and, and say that's where it is because they've already gained that. So then all of a sudden they're going back 10 for an illegal forward pass. They're at the 50, correct? And so then it's still first down, but yeah. yeah. And we'll clean it up. So using coach speak, 
we, we the, the fall, say we're at our own 20s, we're at the minus 20s, the term for where we are okay. on the field. We've advanced to the plus 40, which is the, we're going into the goal uh, side of the field or the, the opponent's side. Uh, at okay. the at the plus 40, we throw an illegal forward pass. We uh, Referees have a flag down. But again, we've, we're a long way past our first down marker. So uh, yep. we're going to enforce the foul. It's a five-yarder with loss of down, is the not a 10-yarder. Okay. And uh, we're going to go back from the plus 40 to the plus 45, and we still give them a first down. We the, Even though it says loss of down in the foul, we've kind of already made the line to gain, so we don't take it away like I was saying before. There's no, it's not, It doesn't start with second down. And Luke, I knew that was a five-yard penalty. I was just Checking. testing to make sure you <laughs> – Yeah, just to make sure you were on your game here. Good. All right, 5-2, Article 3. When a foul occurs prior to a scrimmage down or simultaneously with the snap, the number of the next down after enforcement is the same as the number established before the foul occurred, unless enforcement for a foul by B results in a first down. Yeah, so uh, think about things like encroachment or a snap infraction. We talk a little bit about... start. Yeah, we talk about how, yeah, you know, to start a play, you need a snap, but if a foul occurs simultaneously with that, um, it, we don't, like, the, the ball doesn't continue in play. This is just saying that, like, you don't count that as a down that occurred. You just keep it exactly where it was when it occurs simultaneously with the snap. Let's say it's a foul now on B. It was second and four, and because of the encroachment foul on B, the yardage we gain takes us, we don't go second and negative one, right? We, we made first down, so it goes to first yep. downs with the end of that same. Gotcha. Article 4, when a foul occurs prior to or during a free kick down or before any change of team possession, the down which follows enforcement is a free kick down. Unless R selects succeeding spot enforcement per 10-4-2 exception or following a fair catch or an awarded fair catch, a scrimmage down is chosen for the replay. Yeah, uh, this one's a confusing one to read, but let's just go step by step here. So yep. when a foul occurs prior to or during a free kick down and before the change of team possession. So again, we've kicked the ball. That first line of guys on the receiving team, they hold before anyone's possessed it. Um, we're going to go back and enforce that as a free kick. And if it was a foul by K instead, um, R has some options to enforce it at the end of the play is I guess the two kind of things this is trying to cover for us. Yeah, but the change of possession hasn't happened yet. R hasn't received it. K can't all of a sudden get the ball. Oh, nope, you know, because it's a free kick. So there's the 10 yards and all that stuff. Um, they can't just say, oh, well, now it's our, our first and 10, uh, you know, at the 50 here. We were kicking from the 40, you know, the minus 40, right? So. Well, and it's also uh, K kicked it. They got held before R did it. They don't get yep. to, like, finish the play and then enforce 10 yards back. Their option is to go up 10 yards and re-kick or just kind of decline the penalty and let the guys play out is the, the way to go for this one. Yeah. Um, the second part, the down which follows enforcement is a free kick down unless R selects succeeding spot enforcement per 10-4-2 exception. Or following a fair catch or an awarded fair catch, a scrimmage down is chosen for the replay. Yeah, so if we do have uh, kick-catching interference on this and they decide to do a scrimmage down versus a re-kick, That'll be first down for Team B is what that's covering. Article 5. Following a foul, a series of downs ends when A, the acceptance of a penalty includes the awarded the award of a first down. Fairly simple. B, acceptance or declination. Wow. 
It's a big word. Of any penalty, leaves A in possession beyond the line to gain. Again, the penalty got them over the line to gain. It's first down. Or or their penalty occurred so far downfield that they had the first down anyway. So this is kind of saying the same thing again. Gotcha. C. Declination of any penalty leaves A in possession behind the line to gain after fourth down. Yeah, so this is saying there's a new series, but the new series in this case is for Team B. They were behind the line to gain. They declined it, but they didn't make their first down. Team B is getting a new series. Gotcha. Well, let's see. This is... That's where this rule book gets confusing, right? Because that's a simple thing to understand until they start talking about it sometimes, right? And so, you know, we'll try to make it as simple as we can. But yes, so A did not get the line to gain. It's now B's. They should say B gets the ball. Declination of any penalty leaves B in possession. So uh, this is more, um, there's a holding foul by A, but B intercepted it on the play. They're going to gotcha. decline the holding foul to keep it. And this is, again, this is covering very specifically when the series of downs ends. We've already talked about what gets you a new series, but it's almost like saying the same things we covered earlier. So it's almost repetitive here. Yeah, the inverse almost. E, there is acceptance or declination of the penalty for any foul which occurs after team possession changes during the down. Yeah, so this is now B's intercepted the ball. They have a hold on the return. Um, they're still getting a new series, but they were going to yep. enforce a foul too. F, R is first to touch a scrimmage kick while it is beyond the neutral zone unless a non-post scrimmage kick, and PSK for those of us that are <laughs> in the know, foul occurs before the kick ends and the penalty is accepted. Yeah, so if it's a non-PSK foul we're enforcing from the previous spot, if there is a post-scrimmage kick foul, Team B is going to get a new series because we're going to enforce the foul that they're going to start first down uh, down after the punt. Okay, and then G, acceptance of a penalty on fourth down, which carries a loss of down, leaves A in possession behind the line to gain. So before we talked about if you decline and they still were behind, this is now we had an illegal forward pass, but they would have made a first down. We're going to accept the foul. Foul includes loss of down. They don't get to replay it anymore. Team B will get it wherever we enforce two on that play. Okay. That's a kind of so, a complicated. You want to talk through that one? No, I was just going to, I was just thinking. So like you've got a, you've got a quarterback, it's third and 10. All right. And they're scrambling, they're scrambling, they're scrambling. Well, no, it's fourth and 10. Correct. It's got to be fourth and 10 in this. So fourth and 10, they have to get to the, they have to get 10 yards to get a first down to continue. Quarterback takes the snap. He's scrambling back there. He's 25 yards back. He's 30 yards back. And he's about to get tackled. He does an illegal forward pass or he does a intentional uh, grounding. Called? Intentional grounding. He does an intentional grounding, which is a loss of downplay. And so if you throw the flag there, B is going to accept that penalty, correct? Correct. And then you'll enforce the five yards from where he did that. And because it carries loss of down, which is what G is saying here, we're going to start a new series. It just happens to be that Team B is the one who gets to start that series. So this is covering series and how those end and start. Essentially, this is the end part of it. The other one that happens probably more often, let's say we have a punter back there on fourth down. Uh, we have a bad snap, and the ball is over his head. He's running backwards. Let's just say we're in the middle of the field so it doesn't. we're not like getting towards the goal line or anything. Uh, someone else is about to get a loose ball, and he kicks it. Well, that's a foul, yep. right? You can't kick the ball, a loose ball on the ground. You can punt balls and stuff, but you can't kick a loose one. So a flag you can't there. just kick a loose ball. You have to like pick it up and and punt it from drop from, it and uh, punt it. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, that's yes. good to know. So it's it's called illegally kicking a ball. It's the same thing as illegally batting. They kind of I try to tie them together because their enforcements are the same. But he kicks it to keep the guy from getting to it. 
he picks it up and then he let's just say he gets free and he runs for a first down well we had a foul for the illegal kick that carries Alasa down that's a 10 yard foul from where it happened um because the loss of down enforcement leaves them behind the line to gain still uh it is gonna be team b's ball after enforcement gotcha okay article six after a series of down ends a new series with first and 10 yards to gain is awarded unless one of the following is involved. A try, so that's after touchdown, that makes sense. A field goal. So this is like a made field goal So because we're going to go to a free kick play after it. Okay. Or a free kick after a safety, fair catch, or awarded fair catch. So that free kick after, safe, after a fair catch or awarded fair catch, we'll get into that uh Next, in Article 6, or in uh, Rule 6, we'll talk about kicking. But the first down is awarded to the team in possession when the foul occurs unless declining the penalty leaves the other team in possession or, as in C and F, accepting or declining the penalty leaves the other team in possession after fourth down. Yeah, so this is all it's saying is if it's something that happens like through normal plays on the field, it's going to be first and ten. If we had a field goal, a safety, or some other things, those don't carry like a try. You're not first and 10 from a try. You're not first and 10 from a free kick. So it's just establishing that it's always first and 10 to start. We can have some dead ball things happen, which we'll actually catch up on here in section three. But uh, it's always going to start first and 10 as far as that possession series goes. Why? I mean, but sometimes it could be first and goal, be first and six. Correct. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just saying that it's not going to be first and twenty-five if there's yep. a dead ball thing. It's kind of we're always first and ten on normal gotcha. plays. Yeah. Five three. The line to gain and measurements. The line to gain and measurements. Article one states that the line to gain is ten yards in advance of the ball's foremost point when a new series of down, downs is awarded. When a new series of downs is awarded, the penalties. For all fouls, including non-player and unsportsmanlike, committed prior to the ready-for-play shall be administered before the line to gain is established. The line to gain then remains fixed until the series ends and a new line to gain is established. Yeah, so the, the, the start of this is pretty simple. You know, first and ten is going to be first and ten. That's where the chains are set. What this next stuff is saying is, let's just say we have a player who makes a first down. He gets up and taunts his opponent. So he's made the yard to gain, but now in the dead ball action after the play, he's done a, a, a doorknob move. We're going to enforce a foul. It's going to go back from where he did that, where the, where the play ended, 15 yards. It's not now like first and 25. Because the, the ball has not been made ready for play after the first down, even though we're going back behind where we were before, that new series still says first and 10. Now, the way that it does extend how far you have to go is if he gets the first down, we move the chains, they're set, we put the ball down, and then he starts taunting even though the referee's blown the whistle to get the play in. Once the ball is live after we've moved chains, that's the only time that we won't start first and 10 is really what this is covering. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big one because I I can see where a lot of crews or even I could get uh, kind of confused in my own head and say, oh, well, you got the first down, so that's first and 10, but now we're moving it back, so now it's first and 25. But the ball was never ready for play, right. per se. Correct. So you kind of put everything as it happens on a shelf or put it like on a – think of it like a train, right? So he got the first down. That's the engine. So now it's first and 10. The second car, 
he taunted. Right? So now we've got a penalty. So now we're going to move the ball back 15 yards, but they're still, you know, first and 10 there. Yep. Okay. Now the ball is ready for play. Now it's first. Now we say first and 10. Yeah. And this happened a lot with, you know, players get up and shoving or they weren't happy with the way someone tackled them. And this also occurs with that. We talked about the sideline and the coach stuff. Um, we, let's just say we have a coach who yells at us inappropriately more than we are acceptable, you know, hearing during a play. His, his players still got a first down for some reason. I mean, because the play worked, but uh, we don't then like tack that on to the existing play. We don't penalize them and make them go 25 yards. It's like the yardage is the penalty, but they still, the new series is first and 10. So yeah, the big thing there committed prior to the ready for play shall be administered before. And the, and the ready for play is always the white hat blowing it in, you know, saying, boom, ready, let's go. And I don't want to blow the whistle. Well, and there. there are states that are starting to use the, the 25 and 40 second clock. So uh, some areas of the country, it is uh, the white hat blowing the whistle in. That's saying the play is ready. If we have a first down, ready for play is considered like the chains have moved, the ball has been placed down by the umpire, and he's moved back to his spot. So we don't actually blow anything anymore for our mechanic okay, so with that, it. So it's a little bit of a squishy area where the the white hat or you know the crew's got to use a little bit of discretion there to say, oh, the ball is ready for play. It's almost got to be like a pause, everything's fine, and then something happens like yep. right before the next play for it to be first and And 25. that hardly, hardly ever happens. You know, you get these, the, the doorknob plays, as you call them, you know, always our emotional plays. You got to try to help kids through these, but sometimes, I mean, the emotions get too high. And they always happen at the point of of the play, yeah. right? And it's so either during the play or right when he's falling over, right? Yeah, yeah. Coo- cooler heads usually prevail if you give five or ten seconds of, of space in there. And, uh, yeah, so emotional game, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. You got to try to help them through. All right, Article 2. The referee may call for the headlinesman to bring the official line-to-gain equipment on the field for measurement. Measurement shall be parallel with the sideline and from a convenient yard line to the yard line through the foremost point of the ball when it became dead. The ball shall be placed with its long axis parallel with the sidelines before measurement. The inside edge of the foremost rod marks the line to gain when the traditional yardage chain is used. Note, a measurement may be requested by the captain prior to the ball being ready for play, but it may be denied if, in the referee's opinion, it is obvious the line to gain has has or has not been reached. Okay, so this one's just, be, uh, I'll let you walk me through, but, you know, but basically it's just saying that if it's close, that's what we've got the chains there for. And this is what we're going to use. Well, we talked a little bit of how nicely new um, turf type fields are marked. So the yeah. the need for this has gone down. And, and again, things that stop the flow of the game have kind of uh, gone by the wayside a little bit with some of our mechanics. But uh, all it really says is that if you're close, we can measure. If it's clear to me as the white hat, I'm kind of the one who gets to finally make the decision on something here. If I'm like, I can tell by the tick marks, it's a yard short. I'm not going to come measure it and stop the game. I'm just going to say no. Waste the time. Right. Yeah. And again, if it's something where it legitimately is very close, then, hey, I will grant that. But again, measurements are few and far between if we're doing our job correctly. Yeah. And the whole thing about the, you know, put it parallel so it's not oblong. You're using the long part of the ball. And if it hits the innermost part of the of the line to gain stick, you know, that's where you, 
You kind of roll it sometimes to see if it's going to hit that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, famously, it was uh, Steratore. Was the re- yeah, brought out the <laughs> the, uh, no- the three three by five note card to see if it would slide between there. You know, things like that. Yeah, and, so, and for the again, record, I don't carry uh, a business card or you know the ace of spades in my in my little notebook thing. Uh, I would just make sure it, when you when you roll it, it hits the post, and you're good. And the other thing I would say, just from a you know, again, you got to know the time, you got to know the game, you got to know the situation. But an umpire, a linesman, a head linesman, a line judge, you can be extremely aware of what's going on in the game and help this along. You can see as an umpire that that ball needs to be another foot and help it along, right? I mean, then you need you can you can have a little bit of uh, judgment on trying to figure out if that looked like a first down, making it a big first down as, as opposed to making it a half of a football first down, if that makes sense. And you're not cheating. You're not trying to influence the outcome of the game. All you're trying to do is help the flow of the game. And again, tight game, 0-0, zero, zero, two seconds left in the clock. You know, you're going to be precise. But if it's 50 to nothing and the team is, that's got zero points is going for their first first down of the game, you know, it help them along a little bit and just know the situation of the game. Yeah, and they, they talk about football being a game of inches, but it's also we don't want five-hour high school football games. So uh, the, the reason we're, we're talking about this is just to keep a – our goal in this whole thing is to keep it even on both sides, uh, make sure the kids kind of get a good experience out of it. We're not talking about favoring home teams, away teams, or a team we like, a team we don't. We're saying the team with the ball, if they would have been second and two inches, what's the difference between that and first and ten, right? It's just, it, it helps game flow for us to say it's a first down, be decisive about it, and not measure on every single chance to get a first down, right? Yeah, you know, and I and I talk as the back judge, you only have a few things to do, but you you know, you talk with the umpire just to say, "Hey, they need to get to the 26-yard line to be a first down." You know, just so the umpire's aware of it too. Or the line, you know, I talk to the the guys on the sides as well. You know, "Hey, where do we got to get to?" And they'll say, "Hey, we got to get to the 26." You know, just knowing that stuff on a turf field that has the, you know, professionally lined, I'll just say laser lined, however you want to say it. Well, and one one really important thing for me, so when I when we do have those pre-snap fouls, uh, there's an area from uh, like six yards to line to gain to four yards to line to gain that one of our uh, official two officials things I'll ask is, hey, it, does a five yard penalty get me a first down? We say five will get you one is kind of the quick way of saying it. And there's literally on every chain that's out there a piece of tape halfway between the two posts. So if, if there's our, not, pull one on it. Do everybody a favor and pull one on there pregame <laughs> yep. when you're checking. And, and all we're saying there is, so that me as the white hat, if I do have a five-yard penalty from right at that kind of midway mark, uh, if the post where the ball is placed right now is beyond the piece of tape, I know that a five-yard penalty is a first down. What it prevents me from having to do is go, well, gosh, it's so close. We have to, like, walk it off and then measure it, which is very imprecise. It's just, again, another thing we do to help speed up the game. Yeah. All right, Article 3 of 5-3. To start a new series of downs... The inside edge of the rod nearest the goal of the team, which is to snap. Am I reading this right? It is. It's just the same that you put the the back marker at the front of the ball. <laughs> That's the easiest way to look at this whole thing. You want to read All the right. rule, so go through it. But it's a, uh, it's a uh, yeah. To start, <laughs> I'll read it again. To start a new series of downs, 
the inside edge of the rod nearest the goal of the team, which is to snap the ball, is set on the yardage line through the ball's foremost point. To start a new series of downs after A, a change of team possession, which does not involve a fourth down incomplete forward pass, a safety or touchback, the foremost point of the ball at the time it became dead becomes the rear point when the direction of the offense is changed. Yeah, so this was what we were talking about. Do you move the ball to hit the tick mark or not? The rule book says you leave it where it's at. Again, inside the five, I think that's a fantastic rule. So then you, so then you adjust, you adjust the sticks. You know, you know the length the of the sticks, ball, the sticks move. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. B, a fourth down incomplete pass. The ball is placed at the previous spot, so the near, so the rear point becomes the foremost point. Same thing. Or C, a safety or touchback, the foremost point of the ball is placed on the 20-yard line. Simple enough. First and 10 from the 20. This stuff is just saying that either on when you first get a, a new series, the foremost point of the ball is where the back post sits. If we did have a change of possession, officially the sticks would move whatever the 6 inches or 8 inches, however long the ball is. Now, in practice, we do just kind of move the ball to the other side and make sure we're on a big mark to make everyone's life easier. But the rule is saying that the ball officially stays exactly where it's at. The line to gain is what moves. Gotcha. 5-3, Article 4. A ball touching the goal line plane when it becomes dead is in the end zone, even though it is moving away from the nearer end line and has its foremost point in the field of play. Yeah, so it, this is just dealing with, does so we're getting to like safeties and touchbacks and all that stuff. Um, if any part of the ball is touching the goal line, it's considered in the end zone. Uh, you have to be at least an inch. The back of the ball has to be at least an inch into the field of play for you to be advancing still. If it is touching that goal line, we don't like consider the front of the ball as where you're measuring from. The back actually counts as it being in the end zone. Yeah, Maybe saying it easier, it's the entire ball has to get out of the end zone for you to be in the field of play. Makes sense. Well, okay, Luke, that was the most boring rule that we've talked about so far, Rule 5, yeah, and we, I am glad to be moving on to Rule 6 after this. Got that rule should be called Pete and Repeat because we say the same thing five times over, it sounds like. My goodness, my goodness. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, catch us on uh, Rule 6 next, uh, next episode. Thanks for uh, hanging out, Luke. Yep, thank you. Well, you're at the game and it's Friday night And you want to make sure that the calls are right This is high school football rules There's a hole in a fumble and an illegal pass Now what do you do cause you're the ref Well, this is high school football rules Well, sit on down and kick right back You're gonna listen to Luke and Matt They're talking high school football don't forget to check us out on twitter at hsfr podcast twitter at hsfr podcast or email us at highschoolfootballrules at gmail.com that's highschoolfootballrules at gmail.com